What is up, good people? And welcome to the All Basketball Podcast. And I'm your host, Maurice Dixon, coming to you on the evening of May 3rd. Talk to you about some basketball, uh, what's going on in the NBA. We got, wow, less than 10 games remaining in this 72-game regular season. Somewhat very, very condensed. Um, unfortunately, a lot of injuries, season the injuries, uh, injuries that took guys out for numerous games. Some guys start to come come back into the lineup like LeBron James, um, James Harden still out. Uh, unfortunately, Jamal Murray's lost for the season. Uh, another key role players like Ibaka, Serge Ibaka is out for the Clippers. Uh, but it's been a um, where we're um, we're at the end and it's almost playoff time for things to get really serious. And the first thing I want to talk to you guys about in this episode, another edition of just my thoughts. I want to talk more about this MVP MVP race. Uh, Look like it's going to come down to Nikola Jokic and. Chris Paul, maybe, if he keeps getting the push with so many injuries, it's almost like, who do you, it's just whoever survives to the end is going to, going to get the trophy. Um, I know Giannis has still been playing great, but you got to, you got to show us something in the postseason. You got to show us more in the postseason. You're not going to get the Get that great distinction of being a three-time MVP without getting to the finals. I just feel the voters—they're not going to—they're not going to allow that. We need to—we need to see more uh, from Giannis, even though he's been putting up very similar numbers. Um, but right now, as far as your leaders in each division, each conference, you got Philadelphia, forty-three and twenty-one. And surprisingly, the Phoenix Suns, by just a slight margin, yeah, because they beat they beat the Utah Jazz and Don, who who are without Donovan Mitchell, who will be coming back at some point. They're forty six and eighteen percentage points, or they have must hold the tiebreaker over the Utah Jazz. Two teams we very few probably definitely didn't expect to be top of the Western Conference standings definitely the more competitive the stronger conference and you got two teams who everyone felt like would be in the mix but not atop the standings then you got the Nuggets right there behind them so when you look at records you have to look at key contributors and so you have with them B being and being being hurt, uh, the Nets were one of the top records. But Harden has been out for a while. Kevin Durant's barely played. Kyrie Irving isn't going to garner, isn't going to get too many votes. So, look like it's going to come down these these last few handful of games between maybe who does the best between Chris Paul and Jokic, 
if they, if they both hopefully both stay healthy. And I, I know Jokic has been balling. He's keeping Denver. They, they they started out rough, but he he kept them afloat, and they're they're currently third. Won that tiebreaker with the Clippers, so they still kind of have their number and won it without Jamal Murray. And at the moment, Jokic is averaging 26 points, almost 11 rebounds, and almost nine assists, shooting 56, 57% from the field, 41% from three, and 86% from the line. Um, just spectacular numbers. And he's scoring about six more points a game this season. So he's he's up this offensive production and even even up this assist because he's getting close to averaging a triple-double because he was always around in double figures as far as rebounds. Having an outstanding season. Uh, early on, getting a lot of, he was getting a lot of talk. Um, Preseason storylines probably had him is definitely an MVP candidate. So it's it's not going to be surprise surprising if he wins it. Uh because he's doing what people expect him to do, and now he's doing it without Murray, which is helping his case even more. And uh storylines a lot of times fuel the MVP voting few of the votes of writers uh, and other others, mainly writers, because they're the ones who are voting. It fuels their opinion and they just kind of, if you meet those expectations, then you become the MVP and he's, he got the team atop the standings. Uh, he's put out some impressive performances, so I wouldn't be surprised if he got it. But if I had to vote, Honestly, I just I just have to go with Chris Paul because numbers aren't jumping off the page. He's right around pretty much his career numbers of you know, 15, 16 points a game, almost double digit assists. Never really been a big rebounder. At the moment, 16 points a game, almost five rebounds, 8.8 assists. Shooting 49% from the field, 38% from three-point range, which is a little above his average. And he's improved his free throw percentage up to 93%. Close to the 50-40-90 mark, but not quite there. But, I mean, this guy, if coming coming to the season... I predicted the Suns would be in the playoffs because of Chris Paul, just by basically seeing how from everywhere he's been since New Orleans with the Clippers, they've been a playoff team. He's been in the playoffs. Now he doesn't have great playoff success, but has definitely have have had some forgettable moments, but he gets you there. And probably one of the biggest shots he made was that floater over the Spurs in game seven, 20, when did, uh, 2015 postseason, 2015 postseason, because the Spurs were 
hopefully looking to repeat. They had just come off come off a championship, but get that floater, knock them out. But then, yeah, they they crumbled badly against Houston after having that three one lead. Uh, the franchise just can't get to the conference finals, and so yeah, but everyone probably pegged them to be in the playoffs, but very few including myself figure hey they'd be at this point in the season number one in the west I know there have been a lot of guys have been out LeBron Anthony Davis were injured for a while like I said Murray was out Donovan Mitchell went down not too long ago because Utah was holding that top spot for a while Uh, but this guy, I know, I know he has Devin Booker. Devin Booker's been playing very well, but this guy is showing those guys how to win. Recently, Mikael Bridges was speaking highly of Chris Paul about how important he is to to their team at the age of 36, and it's just, um, excuse me, 35. Well, he'd be 36 in three days, but. Yeah, I mean, just just the winning impact this guy did, just going back to last season when he helped Houston. But before that, he helped Houston get, what, the 65 wins the second year. um, Sometime around then when he was on Houston, he pushed Golden State to seven games with Durant. They pretty much had the series. He got hurt. Then the year after that, yeah, it didn't go well. And then... They couldn't win a game six on their home court with Durant not out there in the that series. So then things didn't work out with Harden. They shipped them to shipped him to Oklahoma City. Everybody knew or figured, hey, he'd be he had the guys competitive, help those young guys learn the game and how to how to navigate the league, win, win some tough games, or just become more acclimated with the league, especially a player like Shea Gilgis Alexander, who seems to have a lot of talent and a, b- a bright future ahead as far as his career in the NBA. But Chris Ball showed those guys how to win, helped led those guys. And they ended up being the fifth seed and they pushed Houston to seven games last year in the bubble. Now fast forward to this year, they came out playing well. Okay, yeah, they're in the hunt. Phoenix is going to in that 11-year playoff drought. But to have them at number one in the West in the tougher conference, beating tough teams, um, winning close games, just the way he closed out the, the Knicks was definitely a highlight of his season and of his career, especially at the age he, he is now. I just figure, I mean, with that kind of impact, showing those guys how to win, getting them not just in the playoffs, but atop the conference. And now there's much to be seen how they'll perform in the playoffs. I mean, I don't I don't think they'll go too far, but you almost kind of I'm almost kind of starting to feel like, hey, maybe maybe they will will win a series. And so, I mean, just just very impactful, just been a winner everywhere. And I feel like there's, there's going to be probably no better time, so why not go ahead and 
award this man with the MVP. He's been the um, just player of the year, having just a great impact, showing his his value to this team. A team pretty much that just had a, a losing culture, and, and and now now they're winning, and it's and he's a big reason why they're winning. So uh, you got to give him, like Charles Barkley said, you you got to start talking more about Chris Paul for for MVP, and I'm, I'm I'm right there with him. If I had a vote, he would have my vote. Uh, never really been a big fan. Always pretty much respected Chris Paul's game, and definitely feel like he has a, a lot of talent. Smaller guy overcomes a overcomes a lot because he's he's smaller, but he has the advantage of being so quick and shifty and crafty, being able to get shots up over much taller guys and just, I mean, just a very gifted athlete, gifted basketball player. So, <clears throat> excuse me, but yeah, he has my vote, but if I was to, I guess, make a prediction prediction right now, I would almost feel like it's going to end up how, um, I was just doing some research and how back in 2002, when Tim Duncan won his first MVP award with the Spurs, it was well deserved. He put up some, put up some nice numbers. But that year, the Player of the Year was Jason Kidd when he was traded to the Nets from Phoenix for Stephon Marbury, and his his impact was immediate. The Nets they got out, they won their their, their win, their turnaround as far as wins was was pretty pretty remarkable. And we'll get those get those numbers here. Cause pretty much what it was, Duncan received 57 first place votes and 954 points from a panel of 126 sports writers and broadcasters, while Kid drew 45 first place votes and 897 points. And And this was the smallest gap between Duncan and Kidd since Carl Malone beat Alonzo Mourning after the 98-99 season. And remember, that was a shortened season. And uh I mean, I mean, I mean, Duncan balled out, but like it says right here, Kidd led led the Nets to the Atlantic Division title with a 52-30 record, 26 games better than his finish in 2000-2001. He averaged 14 points, 9.9 assists, and 7.3 rebounds. First team All-NBA and All-Defensive teams, and he led the league with eight triple-doubles. And was second in assists and third in steals. So, and Kia's impact was so great that year that he, he got the Nets to the finals. Now they got beat in six games by the Lakers, who, who ended up three-peating. Shaq and Kobe just too much, but... I'm, I'm kind of seeing history repeat itself here where Jokic had the storyline, one of the storylines coming in along with Embiid, somewhat LeBron, maybe Anthony Davis, and, and maybe even Durant, let's say, because he was coming back from his Achilles injury. So I, I feel like it's going to be a similar situation where Paul stats aren't jumping off the page enough Jokic improved in a lot of a lot of categories, and he's, he's probably going to edge him out. Even though 
Chris Paul and the Suns may end up with a better record. We'll see how it all plays out since that announcement will be coming once the season concludes and uh, hopefully before the playoffs, if not during the first round. But I mean, that, that, would, that would just be good for Chris Paul to get that award. He might end up being one of the oldest players to do it. Uh, and for Jokic, okay, yeah, I don't want to say that he'll have he'll have another chance, but obviously he has more chances ahead because he's younger. Chris Paul doesn't time isn't on his side like that, but we'll see how it how it all plays out. Uh, now moving on, I want to just quickly touch on what I saw yesterday just a a great game between the the Bucks and the Nets Milwaukee ended up winning 117-114 I want to say Giannis had 49 I know Durant definitely had 42 just I, I caught the tail end of the game uh, just just an impressive game um and I saw some impressive things. They from 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 Giannis. They they put DeAndre Jordan on him. And the thing I saw that was what I saw that was good to see was that he he took advantage of the of the matchup. He didn't always bail Jordan out by taking threes, but he did hit four out four right from from deep. So that that definitely was good and helped helped his case. Uh, but he made some impressive moves out of the out of the post as far as um just with his with his pivot working shot fakes and he he made one one really really nasty move that got Jordan he ended up scoring on a layup and I'm I'm hoping he takes more of that to uh to the to the playoffs because he isn't gonna be able to everybody you know just try to come down and Euro step one way or and then go the other way or do that spin move pretty much that I'm pretty much pretty sure everybody is kind of knows when it's coming because we got they got tape on the guy but uh yeah it was just a just an impressive performance from those two um like everyone's been saying Durant just been bad just a few games now it just looks like he hasn't missed time I mean dude's just just so skilled I mean, attacking from every area of the court, pull-ups, uh, catch and shoot, off crossovers, mid-range. But and they, they also have a another game tomorrow night, so that should be kind of must-see TV. Hopefully, they go just as hard. Hopefully, every everybody plays. And then, crazy thing was the final play. I mean, Wichcom had numerous chances to the Nets to to tie it up, but. Nobody can nail the shot. Then with like three seconds left, Durant caught that inbounds pass. He pushed off P.J. Tucker a little bit. <laughs> kind of like how Reggie Miller pushed off Michael Jordan when he when he made that one shot um, in the 98, 97 or 98 East Finals. But uh, I thought Durant with three seconds left, he definitely had a, and Jeff Van Gundy pointed this out in the broadcast too, and I agree with him and was thinking 
thinking the same thing as he as he said it. Durant probably had he had time to even give Tucker a shot fake. Now he knew Tucker was coming because obviously he was on him, but you take that uh you take a pump fake, maybe you get a cleaner look. I mean, it was still do seven foot, so a, a, a fade away, fading to his right isn't really too much of a tough shot. And I'm pretty sure he's, that's not the first time he's taken that shot. So, but it did hit front rim. It wasn't, it didn't roll in, roll in and out. I just felt like it wasn't the best look, but it's easy to say that, but me sitting here talking about it, but when you got three seconds left, you know you don't have much time and you know your defender's coming. And he had a clean look at the rim. He just didn't release it right. He, he knew it, but, uh, Hopefully they all play tomorrow and it's just just as good of a game. Uh, and I know one note that, I don't know if it got much trash, and many people said much about it, but Kyrie Irving didn't have the best game. But I, they, I remember Rachel Nichols saying he was, I guess, I don't know, I don't think he's a Muslim, but he was practicing where he decided to do or partake in Ramadan, which is where Don't quote me, but Muslims don't. I know they definitely fast from food and water and just spend the whole day praying until maybe sundown or something like that. But he decided to do it during the game. Um, didn't have a great shooting night. I don't know if that affected his performance, but and I'm, I'm, I don't know if he went fully through with it. But that's that's a tough task to. I know go go a game without at least getting some water or some some type of some other type of fluid in you to because you you're you're sweating a lot you're burning up a lot of energy but I mean big ups to him if he for for doing that because that that is a tough task um, only other player I know to do it was Hakeem Olajuwon he um back in the nineties when he because he he's definitely a Muslim and. Did it a few times and he, he even had good games, but I remember just seeing him on the bench, not not looking like he was gonna pass out, but it was it was it was a it was a battle. Just a, a battle between his mind and his body to keep pressing on and play under those circumstances, but uh, and I don't know if Kyrie's going to do that again, but I just kind of thought that was worth mention, mentioning. And um, I don't know what his beliefs are, why he decided to, I don't know all the details of why he decided to do that, but it's a tough task. And I thought it was interesting to point out. And now I want to get to move on to some predictions as we, like I said, the, the season is winding down and wanted to talk about some of the, some of the predictions I made um, on my website, mobasketball.net. You can go there and please go there and check it out, read some stuff. I, I have all types of basketball stories, game recaps on the site. But every year I do an NBA preview of the season, um, 
title predictions questions for the 2020-2021 NBA season. And I just write up a little short sentence or two or question on each team predicting where I think they will be. Some I get wrong, some I get right. I mean, that's just that's just life. You're not going to always hit the target every time, but uh, and I'll, I'll just go from the from the standings and let you guys know some of my predictions. Let's let's say the Phoenix start with the Phoenix Suns, and I wrote. Devin Booker has never been to the playoffs, but a healthy Chris Paul will help him finally get there. They've clinched. So I got that right to an extent. Not that the fact that, and a lot is still to be determined, but not that the fact that they would be atop the standings, I thought they'd be in the mix, probably more so maybe fifth, sixth, seventh seed, but not atop of the conference. So pretty much, Hit that one on the hit that one on the head uh, with that prediction. Next we got the Utah Jazz. And I wrote upgrades to the roster at certain positions last season didn't lead to the Jazz being a real contender in the West, but those same players should produce a respectable winning record. Somewhat right, somewhat wrong. Um, they do have respectable winning record, but they're atop the conference, so didn't didn't see that coming. Donovan Mitchell's been balling. Uh, Jordan Clarkson off the bench has been lighting it up. Probably going to win sixth man of the year. Gobert doing his usual thing down, the, protecting the rim and playing, leading that defense. Boyan Bogdanovich. Bogdan, no, yeah, Boyan Bogdanovich. He's coming to his own. Mike Conley's been playing better. I mean, they put that team together last year and they kind of underachieved to an extent that they they were so close. Uh, a heed by Mike Conley that almost got them into the second round and eliminated Denver. But this year they're playing well. But it's still a lot to be determined with Utah. Um, their levels to winning in the playoffs. They at least need to, a step up would be getting to the West Finals. I know they haven't been there in a while. Uh, will they get there this year? Possibly. Definitely have to get out the first round. And uh, that'll be a huge part in their stepping stone, probably. Quinn Snyder's probably gonna win Coach of the Year for them. Or maybe maybe Monty Williams. So it's, it's really, really a toss up there. Up, let the, up next, the Nuggets. And I've spoken on them a good bit as well. But I wrote, don't be surprised if Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic with their deadly pick and roll reach another level of success. Lots to be determined there still. Um, but yeah, that, that was working probably to a science before Murray's knee injury. Unfortunately, he's out for the remainder of the season. So it's going to have to be Jokic carrying the load, but 
recently, Michael Porter Jr. has been stepping up. Everybody knew he can score. He's he's up up the scoring mark. You got other role players chipping in. Dozier, Campazzo, Paul Millsap. They signed Austin Rivers to hopefully help with some of the scoring low loss with, with Murray's injury. So a lot to be determined by Denver. I mean, they made the West Finals last year, so things may work out where they go to the NBA Finals. It, it could be a toss-up. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they play the Clippers again because it just seems like when it comes to matchups and the way they run their offense, they just have the edge on the Clippers and uh, have the edge on them in the standings as well. And it's probably somebody, the Clippers, honestly, I, I don't think they, they want to see them again or, or see Jokic. He just causes too much problems for them. They can't, they can't match up with them that great. I know they have, they brought in Cousins, but he's never really been known for his defense. You got Zubak, but you're probably going to torch him. And then now Ibaka could be key, but I mean, maybe to make it tougher, contain him, but still a lot to be determined. Up next, we got the Los Angeles Clippers currently right behind the Nuggets in the standings. And I wrote last season, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and the depth of the roster had many believing the Clippers would reach the finals. Now with head coach Tyron Lue, the expectation should just be for the Clippers to at least reach the conference finals for the first time in franchise history. To be determined, but I'm sticking to that. I mean, this it's almost like this franchise is cursed. Have a couple of 3-1 leads in the second round, and they blew them, blew one last year to the Nuggets. Before that, with the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin team, they blew a 3-1 lead to Houston in the semifinal. So those expect those expectations, I'm not, I'm just expecting them to, they need to reach the West Finals, take that step and get there. And then from their own, see how it goes because they just, they just, just been a disappointment and Paul George just needs to say less and play better. Simple as that. I know Kawhi Leonard's kind of having the foot, the foot issue, but he's able to play. Hopefully that doesn't um, hold them back, but injuries are a part of the game. Now they did have Ray John Rondo and he's been known to play much better in the playoffs. So always, been given that name playoff playoff rondo and that that um that come that comes out of him um that trait comes he 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 gives up for the playoffs and so uh maybe maybe you'll help them i mean get better shots get easier shots but all I'm expecting for this team to do is reach the conference finals and then they can go from there because most of those guys are still young and with Leonard and George. But now Kawhi does have, seems like he's hasn't been right since he left San Antonio with his body. So he doesn't know how many more healthy seasons he has before him. But 
Clippers just we just need to make the conference finals and not be and not be content with that, but you gotta get to that point. Up next, uh, the Dallas Mavericks. They're just climbing uh start had a rough start. But Luka Doncic, I mean, just making making amazing shots. Uh, they had that they destroyed Golden State not too long ago on national TV. But I wrote Luka Doncic put the league on notice in his first playoff appearance that he's going to be a problem for years to come. So, so expect at least one of his weaknesses to cease to exist. Now he is doing similar damage as far as on the offensive end. Um, had a 20 assist game the other night. This season scoring 26, grabbing 10 rebounds, dishing out eight and a half assists, shooting 57%. I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong person's stats. Nikola Jokic. Third, third year. Um, okay, but well it's pretty much averaging 29 a game, eight rebounds, nine assists, shooting 48% from three. From from the field, 35% from three, so a little up from his career averages. And 72%, 73% from the free throw line. Got to get that up. Need to be around 80%. So his weaknesses are, are still some of the things he's still struggling with or not performing at a very high level all the time at or, or still still kind of there, but he's been um, an, ex- an exciting player to watch. One of the league's most clutch players. We'll see how things go when he gets into the playoffs, see if he can get get the team to the um, past the first round. They gave a they gave Clippers a tough, a tough series last year. He made a clutch shot then. Um, I mean, you get him anywhere from those those wings. I mean, <laughs> and isolation, he, he's deadly. He did it against Boston. Like I said, the Clippers last year, I mean, not the quickest, but he knows how to get that shot off and he, he can handle the rock. So, but the key for them also is going to be Porzingis. It, is he going? Is he going to be able to stay healthy? I mean, this guy is just looks like he's just going to, going to be one of those injured players, and just uh, the injuries are always going to be an issue with him. It seemed like they were getting a great deal when they got him from New York, but he's having a tough time just just staying healthy. Up next, the Los Angeles Lakers. I say the defending champion, Los Angeles Lakers, having a rough patch right now, currently in the sixth spot. And recently, LeBron James commented on how displeased he was with the play-in formula. He said, whoever came up with it should be fired. <laughs> but then I also saw something that where it was saying LeBron was LeBron was for it. I don't <laughs> It's funny how sometimes we forget 
what we said it said in the past and uh no I, I think the play is cool I mean it you pay attention to the bottom of the of the standings you get the instead of these teams just um I mean it always kind of comes down to the eighth ninth seed but now seven eight is it's no it's no sure lock that you're going to get in the playoffs and they're, they're in a situation I mean unfortunately they've had injuries I mean and now they're just getting back LeBron's ankle Anthony Davis's calf slash Achilles however you want to look at it and Davis has always had um, injuries with his health now LeBron's been almost like an Iron Man but two of the past three seasons with the Lakers I mean he had the growing thing the first year and then now the the high ankle sprain which kept him out for a lot of games so he's trying to get back in the rhythm but injuries are a part of the game unfortunately they they've um, hit him and he's he's not a spring chicken anymore he's not a young buck but I wrote LeBron James who is still viewed as the best player in the game and the best big man Anthony Davis have been joined by two of the best bench players Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell in the league LeBron and AD appear well positioned to repeat like Magic Kareem and Worthy in 1988 Shaq and Kobe in 2000 and Kobe and Gasol, Paul Gasol in 2010. So, yeah, coming in, they seemed, I mean, adding those two of the best reserves in the league, getting one from the Clippers, I mean, but injuries have hit them at the wrong time and they're, they're slipping, but still the playoffs are a different story. They can come back and be healthy even if they drop down to the play-in, earn, say, a seven, a, the seventh spot, and then play one of those top teams who, Utah, Phoenix, or maybe even Denver, who nobody really truly believes in, or maybe Denver a little more because they, they got to the West Finals last year, but they do, they are down one of their key players, but, but, um, it can just be about getting in. It can be, who knows? They can go on a run like Houston in '95 when they when they got Drexler, came in as a six seed, upset the upset Phoenix and rolled on them and swept the Magic in the in the championship in the finals. So you never know how it's gonna play out, but hopefully for the sake of competition and just having a fair chance they get healthy and if, and if they get beat they just get beat without excuses but injuries happen they've they've been happening throughout the NBA for many years many teams as recent as Golden State probably looking at 3 P against Toronto but injuries took them down and Toronto's the champions up next we got the Portland Trail Blazers Uh, Dame Lillard's back in the lineup had a somewhat minor injury. He had to get right, but and I wrote lately the Blazers have proven too much can't be expected of them, and neither can too little. So Damian Lillard will have them somewhere near the middle. Pretty much came out right with that prediction. Uh, 
that Dame was getting some talk about being the MVP this year, but just can never seem for some reason to push that team to the top of the standings. Now they're hanging around the seventh there. If, if things, if the playoffs started today or the season ended today, they would have to say beat Memphis to secure that, to, to, to secure the seventh seed. And then if they lost, they would have to say play the winner of the Golden State San Antonio game, one game series, or however you want to look at it, elimination game, just to secure the AFC. So Portland's still kind of, um, Dame and CJ's still doing their thing, but defense is still bad. Seemed like they tried to make some upgrades, bringing in Robert Covington. They made a trade to get Norman Powell to bring some more, some more offensive help, but the defense is still just so bad. <laughs> but they, they can score with the best of them. I don't know if they should try to change their identity, but it's, it's, it's just not, I mean, they're just somewhere in the middle. Last year they were AFC, they, yeah, they won a game against the, the Lakers, but then it was over. But uh, I would like to see them do well. I'd like to see Dame go far, but, and the Blazers, but they just, they just sit somewhere in the middle all the time. I mean, you can't expect too much of them. Can't expect too little of them because they'll surprise you to an extent. I don't know if it's the coaching, philosophy, but they um, will we'll see how it shakes out. Now, next, we got the Memphis Grizzlies. And just big ups to John Morant just for having even though Jaron Jackson Jr. has been out for a while just for keeping keeping this team in playoff contention when it just seems like they shouldn't be there when you look at their roster you just I'm not really that impressed maybe some people are but they seem to get it done with the good shooter Dylan Brooks uh Valanchunas down low. All the role players like Kyle Anderson, aka Slow Mo. <laughs> Grayson Allen hitting a few shots from the um, perimeter. But th- this team, uh, I mean, Morant just he just keeps them um, afloat. And I wrote as far as the Grizzlies. John Morant did more than just impress with his athletic ability last season. The reigning rookie of the year almost led the Grizzlies to the playoffs. Now will he force defenses to respect his jump shot a little more this season? Big question there. Will he how much will he improve on that outside shot? Still around I mean, still shooting, pretty much is shooting 30% from three, so. Nothing too impressive there, but I don't think he, he's only taking about four a game. In his rookie year, he took about about three a game, so scoring averages up a little bit. 
field goal percentage right around a little lower at the moment. Still some games to play, but I mean, just been able, just from just much credit for him, what he's been able to do as far as keep this team competitive. And they even had a moment in the season where COVID just struck and they they had to cancel and postpone all these games, but and he hasn't even had his the team's second best player most of the way behind him, but he just keep keeps these guys rolling and they're uh they're they're they're, they're right right there in the in the thick of it trying to um win enough games and probably be in that play-in scenario and actually get into the playoffs this year. I mean, dude, dude's just, just, just a winner. And he's shown that it, um, shown it in college, kind of came out of somewhat nowhere at Murray State. Average what? Pretty much average like 20 and 10 his sophomore season. And they just, they just know how to win and Coaching is obviously good because they they're managed to survive in a packed Western Western Conference, and he's um he's staying within himself. Not I mean, continuing to attack the paint. I haven't seen many games on him, but his numbers are around the same. So, and he's even given us some some more highlight worthy dunks this year. Uh, I know the alley oop he caught where he was neck high. <laughs> Something to see. And John Moran, come on, man. Get get in the dunk contest at least one time. You and Zion, I mean, that's what the great dunkers did. When I was coming up, that's that's what you saw the the great dunkers back Jordan, Dominique, Vince Carter, Dr. J, Blake Griffin. Don't follow the path of LeBron and skip the dunk contest. When you're one of the most athletic, athletically gifted players in the league, you 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 owe it to the game to get in the dunk contest. Now up next in the ninth spot, stand afloat are the Golden State Warriors. They're currently up on the Pelicans who are right behind, no, two, two, Two spots behind them in the standings. And I wrote, unfortunately, Clay Thompson, Achilles this time, won't be shooting the lights out alongside Stephen Curry again, but hopefully the Warriors season isn't as forgettable as their last. Definitely been a memorable season for the Warriors. Not always impressive. Some, at some points, forgettable. They... Early on, they took some bad losses on national TV, just overmatched. Um, Curry didn't have much offensive help. Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins just couldn't fill the void of Clay Thompson. Draymond Green isn't looking to score, so. And plus, he was out some, so their defense was bad. When he came back, their defense did, did get better. But then Curry went on that stretch of, what, 10 games where he was scoring over 40, hitting all those threes. People were saying he should 
have a few MVP votes. Uh, I can agree to some extent, but you got to be up higher in the standards. I've, and I've stated that on previous podcasts. You, you got to give me a little more, even though you don't have that much help. But you got you got to elevate them up a little higher. You can't be a seventh eighth seed and be the MVP. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're on an amazing streak, but if they didn't give it to Kobe Bryant when he the year he scored 81 and went on that scoring rampage and nah especially with some of the embarrassing losses the Warriors have had but we'll see if they get into the get in as far as the play in uh, and if those guys can be consistent enough but it seems like Dallas really put forth a really good game plan in that game they embarrassed the Warriors not too long ago where they just they just trapped Curry and made you got to make Ken Bazemore Kelly Oubre Wiggins Draymond Green Toscano Anderson whoever one of you gonna have to beat us not Curry we're gonna trap hard and live with the results and I see a lot of that to some extent, if they make the playoffs or even in a in the play-in scenario, he's, he's going to see a lot of that. He's just going to have to light it up and wield them the victory because it isn't going to be um, it's going to be easy. But definitely have a much better season. They they've um, right to 500 mark right now, but it's not um. Definitely better than last season. Then we have the San Antonio Spurs. I got this one. Maybe dead wrong. Maybe not dead wrong, but close. I mean, they're in the playing scenario. I wrote last season, the Spurs saw the remarkable postseason streak. 22 straight playoff appearances. 22 straight. That's, that's a few years after Tim Duncan left as well. Come to an end, and it appears they will be officially eliminated from playoff contention again this season. Well, not so much. Spurs are right there. Just a game under 500 at the moment. Um, even though they lost three straight, but DeMar DeRozan still doing what he does for him. And those other young guys, Johnson, veteran Rudy Gay. But they um they probably could have had one more win. They were up by 32 on Boston and just had an epic meltdown. Jason Tatum scored 60 points. Um, and I know I know that one at this moment probably still burns burns up Greg Popovich to the core and just those guys who were out there playing because 32 point game, I mean, I know it's the NBA, everybody makes a run, but 32 points, you guys secure that victory. You're up, you're ahead that much. You have to secure that victory. And these next ones I want to, yeah. The New Orleans Pelicans. Currently just outside the play-in. This team has been up and down all season. Uh, Ingram scores. But Zion Williamson, he's been, nah, his, his shooting percentage is off the, off, the, off the charts. I mean, it's like in the 60s. Pretty sure that, um, He's been attacking from the point, showing off his handle, but you just can't get these guys 
you can elevate them to be be winners or even be better than say a a Grizzlies team led by John Morant who who honestly probably has less talent I mean Lonzo Ball continues to be inconsistent I mean he's a he's a bust as far as I'm concerned as far as the NBA level being a starting point guard you just can't trust him uh, in big moments of the half or to be consistent and at the moment outside of this game they're playing the moment Zion is shooting 61% from the field averaging 27 points so I mean he's been he's been healthy playing playing the whole year and um far as this one I wrote if Zion Williamson can remain off the injury list this season the franchise is winning even if the Pelicans aren't above 500 I mean I feel like you gotta it's, it's, it's somewhat of a W I mean dude was he got hurt at Duke last year he was in and out of the lineup got, got hurt before before the season didn't really play in summer league. I, yeah, he got hurt in summer league. So, I mean, he's been pretty healthy. Probably needs to drop a few more pounds. Uh, and he's been been attacking. On only downside, I guess, that he's been. He says the he leads the league in getting his shot blocked. So guys know they got to get up, jump before he jumps. Um. And he's been, if you can catch him before he really gets up in the air and then puts that body on you, you can uh, block his shots. And he's going, I mean, he's listed 6'6", so he's going against definitely some seven-footers, a lot of rim-protecting big men. So it's kind of no surprise he's getting his shot blocked. But, I mean, he's healthy. I I think they're winning. Uh, They just got to get better, probably play definitely play better defense but uh, we'll see if they can get it can in these final eight nine games get into the get into the play-in next Sacramento Kings as a journalist I'm ashamed to say I left them off the preview (laughs) but uh to no surprise I mean I probably wouldn't. I probably would have got it. Got my prediction right. They a couple of years ago they were they got the ninth spot even though they were games outside the ninth spot. But it seemed like they were going in the right direction. But I guess it's not working with Luke Walton. Uh, De'Aaron Fox recently got injured. Their best player. Hate to say it, but I'm not sure if he's back yet. Uh, I mean, they're 10 games in the 500. They aren't officially eliminated from the playoffs yet, but it probably will be soon. Marvin Bagley's been hurt often. And it's just it's just going to look, continue to look bad in the franchise because they had a chance to draft Luka Doncic. And they didn't. So, I mean, yeah, Buddy Hill's still hitting threes. Harrison Barnes playing pretty consistently, but... And the rookie, Tyrese Halliburton. He'll probably get some rookie of the year votes. But yeah, you know, this team is just gonna be a, it's gonna be another year of missing the playoffs. It's been a been a while since they've been in the postseason and that 
that continues this year. Up next, Oklahoma City Thunder. They were on quite a losing streak. And they snapped it. And they, I think they beat, it was crazy. They beat Boston, surprisingly. But they've lost their last three. Uh, Chris Paul left. You kind of knew it was going to be, they weren't going to be making the playoffs. And then Gilgis Alexander got hurt. So definitely was, um, going to be a rebuilding season but shouts out to Lou Dort I mean I saw he had he had a 40 point something game one night uh, improved his shot as far as that spot up three and he plays good defense so but 8-9 game season's going to end for these guys and they're going to be looking to looking to the draft because they have a lot of picks I wrote few expected Chris Paul to lead the Thunder to the playoffs last season, and now that he is gone, there is less optimism for OKC this season. And pretty much hit that one on the head. Next, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Bad season. Uh, another, another losing season. Carl Anthony Towns. Still playing well. D'Angelo Russell, I recently saw he's come off the bench and been a nice spark plug. They moved him to the bench. Malik Beasley, one of their best players, got hurt. Hopefully, he stays out of um, stop. Ceases to have legal issues. <laughs> and as far as the Timberwolves, I wrote, even though it's probably still too early to determine it's time to see if the Timberwolves selected the best player, Anthony Edwards, in the 2020 draft with the number one pick. Uh, definitely to be determined. Anthony Edwards had some bright spots this season. Brightest spot was that dunk of the year nominee against Guantanamo Bay for Toronto. Just, just destroy, dude dunking on him so bad he just he fed they both end up falling but Guantanamo Bay was just clearly overpowered and uh but Edwards is probably he he has a chance to win rookie of the year but LaMelo Ball is back so LaMelo Ball is probably going to win it but seems like they got something good with Anthony Edwards uh he brings something different to the table a lot of athleticism probably want to become a more consistent outside shooter that'll come with repetition and focus but Timberwolves seem to get 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 a, get a pretty good player we'll see how it all turns out the team is so young but they have to they just can't keep getting these young players they have such a young team very few young teams winning the NBA Then last but not last and definitely least as far as the <laughs> Western Conference are the Houston Rockets. Man, it, it went, um, it really went down the toilet once, once James Harden got his trade request met. They brought in John Wall and Oladipo for a while, but those guys were in and out of the line, but they traded Oladipo to Miami. 
And now Wall is pretty much shut down for the season. And it's just been uh, it pretty, it's going the way I thought it would. Kevin Porter had an impressive game, 50 points, at least 10 assists not too long ago. Uh, plays a lot like Harden. I like I like his game, so we'll see if he has he can come with more of that and hopefully um, stay out of trouble and just be a I guess a professional, a model, a model citizen NBA player. Stay out of the news for the wrong reasons. And with Houston, I wrote once the organization traded Russell Westbrook for John Wall, who was returning from foot in, two foot injuries, the Rockets moved themselves closer to a rebuild, which will be fully underway this season once James Harden's trade request, request is met. It was met, and they it went downhill. Just feel bad for Stephen Silas getting the chance, finally getting the chance after so many years of being an assistant, and he has a. 20 game losing streak on his on his resume but make it a good pick start over we'll see what the age talent has to offer in the future now moving over to the Eastern Conference we got the Sixers 76ers in the top spot uh, Joel Embiid's been playing like all of us knew he could beasting like he should have been. He's finally doing that this season. We'll definitely get some MVP votes, but probably missed too many games due to injury. Ben Simmons, big tip in the other other night in that win. Uh, still not shooting from the outside, but he got other shooters. He got Danny Green and Seth Curry. Tobias Harris can shoot it. MB can shoot it. So Simmons is still playing solid defense some of the best in the league so it's not I don't think with the team they have now I don't think teams can just hone in and pack definitely not pack the pay on those guys and say oh Ben Simmons isn't shooting jumpers or threes it's, it's causing us to lose I don't I don't see that being the, the issue this year or the reason they make it not I may just be a better team may just be Milwaukee was just rolling or Miami just gets back some of that magic from last season or Brooklyn just has too much offense and experience but I wrote the Sixers coaching decisions decisions and outside shooting have regularly been questioned but those issues appear to have been addressed starting with the hiring of Doc Rivers the proof will line the results and yeah they've um, they've been where I predicted them to be a few seasons ago where I thought they should have went for that number one spot after yeah after they lost to Toronto and when Kawhi Leonard made the um, game winning shot over and B I thought they would be pressing to get that that top record then in the conference but now, now they have a chance of getting it just depends on how these next few games pan out but uh Philly should be should definitely have a better showing than they did in the bubble last year, but 
Ben Simmons was hurt and Embiid didn't have the shoes that he has around him now. So it's going to be to be determined as far as how how far the Sixers go and see if they can get back to the finals for the first time since what, 2001. Yeah, wow. That'd be 20 years if they make it in a 20-year drought. Up next, we got the Brooklyn Nets. Pretty much right behind Philly. Uh, Harden, Durant, Kyrie have only played seven games this season together, but if they can get them all back together in the lineup at at the right time, this team is definitely going to be dangerous. Defense isn't uh, great, but maybe they can play good enough to just to keep advancing in the playoffs because they have so much offense. I mean, spoke earlier about how that game was against Milwaukee Sunday afternoon. I mean, Durant was just, he was just on. And when he's on, he's unstoppable. Same with Kyrie Irving. I mean, some of the best finishes at the rim. Uh, can shoot the three, shoot the mid-range. They just have so much offense. And you bring Harden back into it. He can hit from three get to the lane but he's playing more a facilitator and definitely would have been if his hamstring wouldn't have gotten the way would have been very high on very high very high on the the list of getting an in of um receiving his second MVP possibly receiving his second MVP but the way he went out performed in Houston before he was traded the comments, the play, the attitude, probably it's probably going to be held against him by the writers and um, broadcasters. But as far as the Nets, I wrote Kevin Durant is back, but how much of his greatness did his Achilles injury take? Big question. Not, not much. Uh, <laughs> not much dude is still scoring at a high clip able to pull up from 30 like Stephen A likes to quote often uh, and j- just seems like the same player he was before he left and so this, this team is going to be a tough matchup and a tough out in the playoffs um, definitely should make it to the East Finals unless injuries get in the way I don't definitely should get to the East Finals and probably the NBA Finals. And their, their role, role players have been stepping up. Joe Harris shooting it well from three. Uh, Bruce Brown rebounding. Uh, even peep, even and Blake, Blake Griffin. I mean, big, big tip dunk. Tip dunk the other day with the left hand. So he still has something to offer. And unfortunately, they lost the Marcus Aldridge due to a heart condition. He, he was going to help them out as well. Jeff Green shooting it well. Alizé Johnson hustling. Just kind of coming out of nowhere. Surging story there. Was in Toronto. Didn't work out. Toronto and Indiana. But now he's um in position to help one of the best teams in the league and uh, I don't I don't foresee any of the 
Kyrie Irving needing to miss games issues coming up in the playoffs, I think he'll be be ready to go and trying to prove he can win the title without um, LeBron as his sidekick. Up next, we got the Bucks. Played that great game yesterday. Everybody's back healthy for them. Giannis' ankle isn't isn't an issue. And I wrote Giannis Antetokounmpo would not be in the running for a third consecutive MVP. That storyline is shelved for now. But will the addition of Drew Holiday help the Bucks extend their dominance of the conference past the regular season? So it's definitely a to-be-determined situation with the Bucks. Everybody's just uh, like, hey, we need to see, we need to see it in the playoffs. I mean, got to get to the East Finals. Now Brooklyn is stacked. Maybe you know, and if they they beat you, okay. But now Miami beating you last year that wasn't that wasn't um, a good look, and just and definitely for for a two time MVP in Giannis. So he has to get this team get this team further. Now they did they did make the conference finals against Toronto that year, but winning the first two games, a Milton shot from going up 3-0, but you got to get back there and you got to, Giannis has to continue to impress and, and Drew Holiday has to be consistent and help out as well. Uh, he did do a, a great job. He did a decent job of helping Anthony Davis down in New Orleans for a time, but got to step up. Middleton as well too. I mean, y'all got to be a one-two punch and continue to play great defense and maybe you'll like like Sunday you'll get one get a close victory over a, a stacked next next team but only thing acceptable is probably losing to the Nets or the Sixers I mean anybody else it's going to be another disappointing season because you couldn't you did well in the regular season. You're just going to be known as a regular season team. But playoffs is where everything is. The intensity is ramped up, and you got you have to show that. That's where you show you're one of the best teams in the league. Up next, we have the New York Knicks. What a surprise! And I have to admit, I left off the Knicks as well for my preview. I know I would have gotten my prediction wrong since they are currently where they are now. Uh, Tom Tippett on his first year has just been working out. Julius Randle, definitely going to get some MVP votes. He's been balling, uh, made the all-star team. Bullock's been hitting threes. Derrick Rose playing well off the bench after they acquired him in, in a trade. Uh, the, the the Knicks are fourth. They're they're, they're back. <laughs> like Amari said years ago when he signed with them, the Knicks are back. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a little silly for their fans to be acting the way they did when they they were playing well, somewhat. Celebrating the streets like 
I just didn't think it was that serious. It was a very, it's just very, um, just over overreacting was it was just silly. But I mean, they're they're, they're set to make the playoffs and maybe win a first round series. So who would who would have thought? Uh, good for them. Good for the organization. They've been losing for a while, but Tom Thibodeau is showing that he. He knows how to win in this league, and they're one of the best defensive teams. That's their calling card. So we'll see how it fares in the playoffs. Behind them, you got the Atlanta Hawks, who turned things around once they fired Lloyd Pearson, elevated Nate McMillan to head coach. Uh, went from went on quite a win streak, and they've been sustaining ever since and hanging around middle of the pack avoiding the play and I, I saw them being probably a little lower in the standings but Trey Young John Collins the additions of Gallinari Bogdanovich Bogdan Bogdanovich yeah uh, Chris Dunn they've they put something together and got a chance to advance in the playoffs and in, in their playoff drought. I wrote with, with their mix of young talent and acquisition of veterans, the Hawks playoff chances appear to be on the rise. And they are um, right in the middle of the pack. It was looking rough at first. Um, people were, you know, criticizing Trey Young for some shot selection and bad defense but they've turned it around and look like they're going to be back in the playoffs up next we got the Miami Heat uh, on a three game win streak at the moment probably everyone expecting to be a little better this season especially with the run they made but they've um, struggled at certain points, but seem to be in together. Um, if the playoffs start today, they would be they would be in. Wouldn't have to worry about being in the play-in. There's still a few games left. Still got Bam out of bio playing well. Hit a clutch, clutch shot in that win. Ah, who was that against? Can't remember who he made that shot against, but um, showing his ability to perform well in the clutch. Now, Hero, Tyler Hero hasn't been as good as he was in the bubble, but other guys like Dragic, Kendrick Nunn, uh, I'm drawing a blank, but Iguodala still playing well for them. Uh, Oh, Duncan Robinson still shooting three well. And so they're, they're, they're in the mix and possibly could be dangerous just as Milwaukee wasn't the best matchup matchup for them last year as far as the heat I wrote Jimmy Butler with special moments from Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero took the heat where a few predicted they were finished last season the NBA finals now they have to prove they can duplicate just as much success outside of the bubble and they're right around the middle of the pack kind of where they've 
they've, they've been for a while since LeBron left and then Bosch had to retire. They've always kind of been in the mix, but nothing special. But a respectable team. Then they get Jimmy Butler and he elevates them, takes them where no one thought he could take them. Few thought he could take them last year all the way to the finals and, and they won two games. And and now they have, they also have Ola Depot, but he's injured. I don't know how. This is my one guy who's had issues as far as injuries as well, too, um, unfortunately. But we'll see how how far they go and if they're able to get back to the finals or even at least get to the East finals. I've been very few expecting this season with uh, obviously the Bucks playing better, but that's still to be determined. But definitely with Philly playing better and and the Nets, what they have going on, it may be tough for Miami to get back to the finals again for a second straight season. Next, we got the Boston Celtics. Like I said earlier, Jason Tatum with, with 60 um, in that comeback against comeback win against the Spurs. This team has been had a weird year, uh, up and down. Marcus Smart was out, but now he's back. Still don't have the best players as far as their big men, but. They're going to have to roll with Tristan Thompson and Robert Williams. Who was the other one? I think Luke, Luke Cornett. Uh, and I wrote, the Celtics went to the East Finals last season, but is the combination of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kimba Walker the right mix to go one step further? That is a big question. Uh, Kimba Walker's been struggling this season. Knee's probably not right. Uh, shooting under 40%. And I doubt if he's gotten that back up at this moment right now. But they, they just have such a such a weird mix and they kind of play a your turn, my turn type of game. Uh, I think they're really missing the playmaking of Gordon Hayward kind of give him some balance instead of just everyone doing their own thing especially Tatum and Brown but, but much credit to Brown I mean he made some really nice improvements this year as far as shooting and just attacking and putting pressure on the defense yeah, as far as Kimball Walker he hasn't been the player they thought they were getting uh, right around 41% from the field and just below 35% from three. So, well, this this team could be dangerous because they have, they do have, they have the offense, but I don't know if they'll be making the, what is it, second or third straight East Finals. I know they've been, they've been there three of the last four seasons, but just haven't been able to get over the hump, but we'll see. Um, how they pan out, but currently they have to, they're going to have to, if things stay the way they are the rest of the way, they're going to have to play their way in. And right below them are the Charlotte Hornets, one of the 
biggest surprises of the season. Uh, Gordon Hayward was playing really well for them. I guess should be coming back from injury at some point. Terry Rozier shooting it well, scoring it up. Miles Bridges dunking on any and everybody. Another one of the best dunkers in the league. And in LaMelo Ball really impressing, showing that he was worth that high pick. Uh, looking like he's going to be the the best ball to play in the NBA, probably going to be a much better NBA player than his brother Lonzo. And he, he may win a rookie of the year. He just returned from that wrist injury. He was out for a while. I don't know if the time he missed is going to prevent him from winning the award because he's, he's filling up stats and scoring double figures grabbing a good amount of rebounds, grabbing a good amount of assists. Became one of the youngest players to get a triple-double or somewhere like that. Some stat, but as far as the Hornets, I wrote LaMelo Ball, the number three pick and younger brother of the overhyped Lonzo Ball will bring more attention attention to this team as us- than usual. He definitely has. They've, they've been a nice surprise. And their father, LeVar Ball, he hasn't, I haven't heard him saying much of anything. I guess he was, um, I, I, I feel like he did all that talking because he knew just to elevate Lonzo and get him security. And I mean, great marketing. I mean, if he, if he, if that was his plan, I mean, that was great because and the son's probably going to get paid this year because he's, about to be a free agent. He's getting another contract in the league, so <clears throat> excuse me, but he knew and they always said LaMelo was the, the best of the three ball brothers, so maybe LaVar is just letting LaMelo's game speak for itself. He doesn't need to hype him up anymore, hype him up because he just had to felt like he had to hype up Lonzo and boy, it was a lot of hype. I mean, yeah, Magic Johnson believed in him. <laughs> Lazo's jersey is definitely not going to be in the Raptors at Staples Center and probably anywhere but he made it NBA I mean he's going to probably get another contract and we'll see how it pans out for the Hornets as they look to get back in the playoffs hopefully they can just stay healthy PJ Washington has been playing well for them as well up next, the Indiana Pacers. And I wrote, with their similar cast of solid players returning, the Pacers should continue to be a playoff team under new head coach, Nate Bajorkran. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but Pacers have been, been solid. Uh, currently qualifying for the play-in format. Get, got Karis LeVert back in the lineup after he was traded there. After he was, he had that, um, they discovered that was something on his kidney or something. Pretty much kind of definitely a life-saving physical, so to speak. And uh, Malcolm Brogdon still playing well, but maybe this team is missing Nate McMillan. I mean, they aren't as good as they were a year ago. A year ago, they were end up being the fourth seed, even though Miami 
beat them in that first round playoff matchup. You know, TJ Warren's been out for most of the year. I'm not sure if, sure if he's coming back. But, uh, Pacers, I mean, solid players there. They're, they're in contention. So, but they're, they're definitely a little lower than where I expected them to be. So, got that one wrong. And up next, the Washington Wizards. What a surge this team has been on. I mean, they had the COVID issues early. Yeah, Westbrook come there with Bradley Bill. And it just wasn't working out. They were, Westbrook was getting his numbers, getting triple doubles, and they were not winning. Bradley Bill scoring over 40. They were not winning. At the moment, I think his, when he scores over 40 points, their record is 7 and 21. You talk about what it, what a lot of people like to say empty calories and or just scoring but not being able to translate it into winning. And unfortunately, Bradley Bill is one of those players. I mean, very good player. I really like his game, but their defense is not, not the best. And their roster is not the best. I mean, they lost they lost their big guy. Uh, his name? I want to say, I can't think of his name at the moment. I want to say Patrick something, but I don't think that's it. Thomas Bryant lost him early on. Uh, they signed Davis Bertans, but he hasn't been consistent from the three point from three point range. But they they've worked their way up, and now they're playing. I mean, Westbrook is ripping off triple doubles, getting games with twenty rebounds and twenty assists. Um, maybe making smart decisions, we'll see. But they've um, turned it around and maybe getting the play in. Um, I, but I got this one wrong because I thought they would be a lot better. I mean, Westbrook always made the playoffs in the West. Made the playoffs when Durant left. Joined Harden made the playoffs, but this year is in jeopardy. And I wrote, once the organization traded Russell Westbrook, I'm sorry, Westbrook and I'm reading Westbrook and not what the Wizards okay after being reunited with his former teammate Russell Westbrook reunites with his first coach who probably often questioned his point guard's decisions Scott Brooks will find himself in a similar frame of frame of mind but at least the Wizards will be back in the playoffs so it's possibly looking like they're going to they're going to do that um but I, I thought they they'd have it secured at this this point. But mm, you see, the season plays out sometimes like you don't expect it to. I mean, I didn't think the Knicks would be where they were, and uh, or the Hornets. So the Wizards still have an up uphill climb to make. We'll see if they can stay where they are at least win a couple playing games and get into the playoffs or just just ended somewhere around there you know next another one I also got wrong was was the Toronto Raptors I mean they've been had to play down in Tampa because of the coronavirus since Canada wasn't shutting since borders have been shut off 
And uh, it's not been good for the Raptors. I mean, well under 500. Possibly going to be eliminated officially from the playoffs soon. And it's, uh, it's a little surprising with those guys still having Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam. And it's just been, uh, just ended up being bad. I mean, they, I heard they had some, Siakam had some issues with the coach. And it's just been a forgettable season for the 2019 champs. And looks like their the playoff run, they've been in the playoffs for a while. At least five, six, seven seasons, eight seasons, somewhere, somewhere up in that range. And it's going to end. I wrote a few departures changed the Raptors roster a little more since their 2019 title run. But key contributors, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, and Kyle Lowry should keep the franchise among the best in the East. They were among the best last year, lost to Boston in the playoffs, but this year has been different. I mean, maybe the home court advantage they have in Toronto and their atmosphere really fused their play on the court, but they, did, they didn't have that this year. And uh, and they're, they're in another, they're in Tampa. So it hasn't been really a regular season for them, a normal season, I should say. And they're not gonna be in the playoffs. Up next, the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine playing well, made the all-star team. They traded for Vucevic from who they got from Orlando, but it just just isn't working out that, that well. Uh, Kobe White having moments off the bench where he's lighting it up, but they just, just haven't been able to hold on. I mean, Washington caught him. And I don't know if they're going to be able to get in the catch another surge to get back into the um, at least a chance for the play in. But currently on a three-game losing streak, and it's um, looking like it's going to be just 72 games for the Bulls this year and no more. As far as them, I wrote, well, Billy Donovan, who will not have a superstar on his roster for the first time, be able to produce much better results with this group than Jim Boylan. I think he's done. I think he's definitely done better. And Zach Levine's elevated his play, but it's just not a... Started off okay. Maybe it started off the best, but it was... It was decent at some points during the season, but it's slipping at this point. It's looking looking like um, their season is going to come to an end in a few games. You know, have to figure out some things in the draft and figure out they want to pay um, Zach Levine what he's probably worth. They're going to be demanding. And that's it for the Chicago Bulls. Now to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Pretty much right where I expect them to be, bottom of the East. And as far as the Cavs, I wrote.
after leading the Cavs in scoring, Colin Sexton will continue to be the source of offense, but this team will spend another season at the bottom of the standings. And that's where they are. I think Cleveland came, they came out the came out the gate, starting the season okay. But it just seems so long ago now you don't even you can't even specific I can't even specifically remember. I know Orlando did well. But I think Cleveland was playing okay, but it's um it's it's going downhill. I mean, Sexton's still getting points. Uh they traded Drummond. Well, they, they, they bought out Drummond, traded for Jared Allen. A good rim protector down there in the paint, but it's just um, gone bad. Continues to go bad for that franchise ever since LeBron left again. And uh, we'll see what we still got Darius Garland. I guess the main, the biggest question is what will they do with, with Kevin Love? I mean, recently he had that play where he he was made and get a call and then he the ball was inbound to him. He just slapped it towards his teammate and it was playing Toronto and one of the Toronto players got the ball and ended up making a three and then the game was, it was like a six point game. It was a close game at that point but then that three put it out of put the game pretty much out of reach and Kevin Love apologized, but, but then last season he had a he was upset about something with Sexton. He threw a hard pass after he received the pass, like he was looking, he was looking clearly at Sexton, like pass the ball. And then recently Sexton liked to tweet someone a tweet about Kevin Love stealing so much money. Love is making what, 31 million this year and not putting up numbers. Numbers near where when, when he first got there, and definitely not when he was in Minnesota. And he says all love to send all this good stuff about how he loves Cleveland, and but maybe it's time to. I mean, they. I don't know how much trade value has, but going to make that transaction, or it's probably doubtful he's going to be bought out at this point. It's like he just signed the contract, but. I mean, he wants to be loyal, but it's not—it's not working out there. Especially if he's going to—if he's going to have blowups like that, that attitude when the team is young and you got to be a a veteran leader, and he's showing he's maybe maybe just not able to do that. And then I saw the game after he had the—he apologized. He had ten rebounds, but he didn't take one shot. I don't know if that was intentional. I just saw the box score, and that that kind of stood out to me. So. Just things not continue to not go well in Cleveland. We're down to the final two teams. Thank you guys for hanging with me. The Orlando Magic. As far as the Magic, I wrote, the Magic have been winning just enough to qualify for the playoffs the past few seasons, but with notable changes by other teams in the East in Orlando's insignificant streak yeah they made the playoffs but they've been previous seasons but going out five four games 
And uh, yeah, other teams kept them out. I mean, other teams got better, Atlanta, New York. But they're they're in a, um they're looking towards the future, trying to play young players. I know Markel Fultz, he got hurt. Jonathan Isaac, he got hurt. Then they traded Vucevic, they traded Fournier. So they just it's, it's just a rebuilding Orlando. Um Cole Anthony's had some clutch moments. Hit a tough shot, fading to his left. At the buzzer, not too, a few nights ago. Mm-hmm. That wasn't last night, uh, Saturday or Sunday. And he made one early in the season, but he's adjusting to the league. Uh, but yeah, they got a bunch of young players. Um, they're just gonna have to figure out what they're gonna do and try to pick the best player in the draft, wherever they, wherever they're selecting from. And even worse than them are the Detroit Pistons. Pretty much right where I, they're right where I thought they would be. Um, traded Derrick Rose, bought out Blake Griffin. After that, it wasn't much there too. Much success coming their way definitely after that. And they weren't good before then. Now they did get Jeremy Grant. He wanted to go there from the Nuggets to have a bigger role. He's been playing well up the scoring average. Similar numbers to an extent, but he's getting more shots. Uh, probably need to get his percentage a little higher from the field, shooting-wise from the field, but uh, they just a bad team. Another bad team in the East. And I wrote, if the Pistons were eyeing a durable and versatile wing during the offseason, they got one in Jeremy Grant. And they got one, um, something to build off a player to build off of. We'll see how their other young players pan out. I know they got Plumley, Miles Plumley. Uh, but yeah, it isn't much, much to see at the moment. As far as the Pistons, unless you're just a fan of that, of that team, of that organization, just not going well. They're already eliminated from the playoffs. The season is going to end pretty quickly. Folks, those are my predictions. Those were my predictions. So a lot still to be determined. Just ready for these playoffs, the playoffs to get started. And before that, going to be bringing forth to you a full show. Hopefully we can get some of the regulars on here to help me preview the 2021 NBA playoffs. Hoping to get those dependable guys like Frank, Parrish, James, Mike, Lawrence, and Ian from the Two Pieces of Biscuit podcast. I'm so appreciative to those, all those guys who have just maybe been a while now, definitely over a year for coming on and contributing to the All Basketball podcast, taking time out of their busy schedules to come to join me in talking about basketball. One of the games I enjoy covering and enjoy writing about and talking about definitely. Hopefully we'll be able to get some of those guys on here and maybe a few new faces, new voices to preview the playoffs in a few weeks um, because they're not far off. But this is just another edition of Just My Thoughts. Um, 
from the All Basketball Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Maurice Dixon. Thank you for listening. You can find this podcast on many platforms, Apple, Google, Anchor. Uh, On Apple, if you give it a five-star rating, that would be greatly appreciated. Be found on Stitcher. And if you want the visuals, you can also get those on YouTube. Just search All Basketball Podcasts. Thank you again for listening. I'm your host, Maurice Dixon. And until next time, peace and be blessed in Jesus' name.